The Poets Perspective Podcast is brought to you by Urban Grind Coffee House. What better way than to start your day by grabbing life by the beans? Coffee beans, that is. Visit UrbanGrindAtlanta.com to get coffee delivered right to your doorstep. And be sure to use the discount code POETRY to save 15% on your next pound of coffee. And if you'd like to be a part of the culture and represent the eclectic vibe and positive energy that Urban Grind has to offer, you can choose from our selection of brand new Urban Grind apparel. And if you're in the Atlanta area, make sure you visit Urban Grind for their selection of specialty coffees, sandwiches, and pastries while you get your studying done, working on that million-dollar idea, or just meeting up with friends. Urban Grind Coffee House. Keep grinding. DJ Beats. Yo. What's going on, man? How you feeling? Everything is good, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just making sure. Am I loud enough and everything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How am I coming? How am I coming through on your end? Can you hear me oh, okay? Everything is good, man. Everything is good. good. I'm just making sure I'm not like yelling at the camera or or you can barely <laughs> hear me, nothing like that. So we good. No, no, man. You you good, man. You sounded good. Um yeah, All so right. um so this so I always uh kick it off by by talking about, you know, how I came to know the feature. Um, so I'm not even sure when we met for the first time or or even our first conversation. I just know that I started, I got out on the poetry scene in Atlanta probably probably around about 2015, 16. And I saw this guy spitting at pretty much like every open mic. And then <laughs> gradually I seen him become the DJ at like every poetry open mic. Every so, open uh, mic. so, you know, just naturally. <laughs> So just naturally, um, I think uh, I think we just crossed paths and and kind of uh, just been rocking ever since. You know, you've been you've become um, a staple in the poetry community down here in Atlanta, if I if I say so myself. But um, but DJ Fresh Beats, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Everybody, all the good people out there. My name is Jason Frisbee. J Frizz is what they call me, and in some capacities, I also go by DJ Frisbeats. And that is who I am. And I am, now, nah, you know, B-Rock always does that from coming to America. I am happy to be here. It is like, that's stuck <laughs> in my mind right now. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, man, I, you know, my career started with Urban Grind. That was my very first performance down here. So it is uh, it's full circle, as they say. August 1st, 2013, my very first performance in Atlanta was on the stage of the physical address of Urban Grind. And now, my first big Atlanta feature, Urban Grind. And now here I am. My first virtual feature, I guess, is Urban Grind. So, you know what I'm saying? Cassandra, wow, man. It's always been good. Man. Hey, that's so awesome, man. And, you, and you're not the only person. I mean, I've, I mean, we've had like, gosh, we've probably had like 30 features on here just since the pandemic. Um, and at least 10 of y'all have been like, Urban Grind was the first place that I performed. So... So I just want to let people know, like, that's how that's how impactful this place is. You know, we, we talk about, you know, about how what Urban Grind does in the community and everything. But it's brought together so many artists and, and so many like-minded individuals, man, and cultivated, help cultivate this uh, community of creativity that you see when you come down here in Atlanta today, especially when it comes to the poetry community. So, again, I want to shout out to Urban Grind and make sure you all support. But, um, but, uh, but Jay Frizz, man, let's... Um, Let's get into yeah. it, man. So if you could, uh, just spin a little piece, just so um, people can, you know, know what they're getting themselves into. <laughs> All right. Hey, Hugging Poet. Always good to see you. And uh, my man, Tragic, he's the one that, like, 
You know what I'm saying? I, I used to steal Tragic right there. I used to steal his rhyme books to, so I can learn how I'm supposed to do it. He's the one that like basically told me how I'm supposed to write. But um, that was back in our Jersey days, he told me. But yeah, this one here, I'm going to do um, On This Stage. It is inspired. In fact, I got the title from uh, Run DMC, uh, Run's House. He's like, we had a whole lot of superstars on this stage here tonight. But what the poem is about is being real on stage, be real in real life, you know? So this stage lets us exercise our demons with lyrical calisthenics, taking thoughts of shattered dreams and scattered suspension till we get them patched and stitched together like authentics. Every word that is mentioned can be potentially potent. We're required to take the temperature of the room and make the proper diagnosis. Carefully chosen are the correct components to be delivered directly with intended purpose and focus. Every word that is spoken is verbal vaccinations to try to heal the broken as we reach the masses sonically through every line written and every bar quoted. We desire to inject the strongest impact, but not to the point of overdosing, so we can only distribute them in three to five minute doses. This stage is therapeutic medication. More effective than any work of those with doctorates attached with inordinate hourly wages. It's not a place that's meant to be played with. There's people that's in need of sacred places that permit the escape from the hate and the heat between races. So when we grace these stages, we should perform like never before and be persistent on being consistent and give the same energy for the various houses, whether you got one or 1,000 and explore new territories that is yet unfounded. We're constantly surrounded by hopeful promises Immersed in an embankment of empty messages, words filled with screams of passion, but their souls are lacking from lives void of the actions. Too many will write based only upon what an audience of judges will like, instead of giving the people what they really think and feel. Only taking the stage to get verbal praise, maybe a go-in poet, or trying to grow in mass appeal. Teaching messages they hardly believe while true emotion is concealed. What's the point of clapping your hands and stating real talk when the life you talk isn't real? This here stage lets us express our regrets, exercise our demons and tell you how we're blessed, dissect the complex or make deliveries direct. Careful to not make this exposure indecent, respect this time throughout a lifetime, but especially more recent, and try to get all who take the stage to craft the words with some meaning and revert back to when you're teaching what you believe in. Now, maybe in this time of using lyrical calisthenics, I've been able to flip some minds, but whether I pass or fail, I'll do better the next time. On this stage, hey, hey, DJ Chris Beats, man. Just a, just a reminder. Everybody, spit from the heart. Say yeah, something from the heart. Say something people can feel, man. Yeah, absolutely, I, man. I you appreciate know that piece. You know how many people I've heard say, uh, "I don't leave the house unless I'm getting paid for it," or people who do like, a, uh, like an eight-minute poem or like bacon or something. And it's like, you know, that's cool. There's all different avenues to take, but I believe, at least just in my own mind, I believe poetry is giving your realness, your heart, your mind, you know what I'm saying, and getting a message out to other people that they can relate to and uplift them and let them know they're not alone in whatever struggle they're going through. At least that's just what I believe what poetry is. So, hey, that's why no, I like that. <laughs> no, no, let's, uh, matter of fact, let's start off right there. Uh, speak on that a little bit for for somebody, for somebody that's, um, because I heard you kind of touch on it on, um, uh, I saw your interview with Milk, and I heard yeah. you kind of touching yes. on the fact that like, um, you know, people, they might not, they might feel like, you know, unless, unless I'm getting paid, I ain't coming out, or, or for the ones that come and, 
and spit and then dip out. Just you know what I'm Absolutely, saying. Absolutely, bro. You know, and I ever know everybody's got their own thing, but but speak on that, man. What's kind of your uh, what's kind of your thoughts on that mentality? I definitely appreciate you even watching it, man. That's good stuff. But um, oh, we got we got to do our research you. around here, uh, <laughs> Chris. You know that. Yes, man. I know you. I know you're a veteran, man. I'm not even <laughs> But um, uh, especially someone like Mr. Fun, who was just on. After I had my first big feature, and I was at Urban Ground, the first thing I did was I went to Mr. Fun, and I was like, "What can I possibly do better? What can? How can I make this thing better? What else can I possibly do?" And he is the reason that I have my frisbees. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like if I would have just said, if I would have just done my feature, I'm out. I would never have had these Frisbees, even though I had this last name my whole life. It never came to mind. So, you know what I'm saying? So stuff like that. If um, one feature that I would have would lead to the next feature, which would lead to the next one, which would lead to the next one. Because I stick around and I talk to the people. I've been hired for so many uh, DJ shows because people are scared to come up to you during the show for whatever reason. So they come up to you afterwards when it's like, you know, the barrier is gone now. So, you definitely need to stick around and talk to other people. Not everybody knows everything. You know what I'm saying? There's after I did my first book, I was like, all right, that's it. You know what I'm saying? This is like 70 poems. There ain't nothing else I could possibly talk about. And then I started hearing everybody else. And then all of a sudden I had a second book. And then I started hearing more people. I started traveling to different states. I got a third book. You know what I'm saying? So you definitely got to talk to everybody else, man. You know what I'm saying? Not you can't just be all to yourself because how are you growing while you just have one mind inside your head you know at least that's how i feel you know i try i don't i don't come off like uh like i know everything i just always like to end it with that's what i think it is <laughs> <laughs> no no man you're right man and i um and i feel you on that man as as artists especially you know if you want to be like in this you know i mean atlanta's spoke more community is pretty big you know it's, it's kind of different circles but if you're going yeah. To me, if you're going, if if that's your if that's your path, you know, you want to be a spoken word artist, whatever. You got to know the people that laid the foundation. They're still out here rocking. You got to know the who's the hottest local poets, and you got to listen to a lot of poems. If you're gonna be a poet, you got to listen to a lot of poems. Absolutely. And so, and so I just say that to say, man, everything you say, I I agree 100. percent I mean, I'm not the matriarch of this, and I don't, I'm not the gatekeeper, <laughs> but. You know, for, for yeah. what it's worth, I agree a thousand percent. You know, if you're going to be in it, then you kind of got to be in it. Definitely. You got to, you can't be, I don't think you can excel without being a student. At least, well, I was about to say it again. At least that's what I think. But, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe you can excel without being a student first. Because, like, how are you going to teach somebody when, like, when you haven't really learned it, you know? And I always hear this one guy back on the radio where I used to live. It was like, he would always say, like, you can't you can't really be a great writer if you're not a reader. And it's like at that time I read like four books in my life. So it's like, how am I trying to be this poet? How am I trying to write books? I never read any books, you know? So now I've increased that. My writing has increased. It goes hand in hand. It's like um last night I heard you talking about uh Queen Sheba's workshop. It's like you need somebody else, you know, to point out something different. They may not be better than you, they you know, you might be same level, could be whatever, but Everyone has something different, though. So, you know what I'm saying? So they definitely hit you something that you ain't thinking. So at the least, you're getting a different perspective. Even if you're like, you know, they ain't hitting you with nothing special. You ain't got to remember nothing they say. At least it's different from what you're already thinking. 
Yeah. Exactly. And if, like you said, man, if we're going to grow, we need that. We need that definitely. But, uh, but Jay Fritz, let's take it back to the beginning, man. How'd you, how'd you get started in spoken word? I mean, you're a DJ. I know you got your own clothing line and you got all these things. So, but why spoken word? See, like, all right, there's like three different answers on that. So when I was five years old, I wrote my first poem for my mom. And I don't know how, but it was such a creative title. I came up with the title of my mother. So I don't know how I thought of that, but <laughs> but yeah, um, that was uh, five years old. That's when I first did that. And then um, I was living in South Carolina with two of my brothers. And like we, only one of us had a job uh, making like minimum wage. We ain't had no cable. We ain't really have a car that worked. So we were pretty much just sitting there in a in an apartment with no heat. So so we were just sitting there. And one of my brothers is like, let's start doing this journal together. So just write down whatever it is that you're going through and everything. And that's where I started writing. Because I don't like to do anything standard. I don't like to do anything that just everybody's going to do. So I wasn't going to just do a journal and just do an entry and close it up. So I would have a, I would have like a poem at the end of my journal piece, to um, my journal entry would end with a poem to summarize the day. So, so I did like hundreds of poems, and I wish I had that now. But you know, so that's what got me started really doing it. And then, um, like I said, August of 2013 is when I started doing it down here because I had like all these poems just sitting around, not doing anything with it. And a guy from Willingboro, New Jersey, where I'm from, a lot of people think it's Philly, but no, I am from New Jersey though. Um, I thought it was Philly, a thousand percent. <laughs> exactly. Everybody thinks, but I, I got, I ain't doing a good enough job on promoting, man. I'm, I'm just a writer. I ain't <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it was the first time somebody came around and he physically brought his book, and I'm like, yo, what am I doing with myself? Why ain't I doing it? You know, obviously it's possible. So, you know, I used to write all these poems with different women and stuff. So I just had all of them sitting around. And right there, from when that guy brought his book, that's what told me to do it. So I wrote it in New Jersey, and then by the time I moved to Atlanta, I finally started performing it and put it on sale while I was down here. So three different answers that make up one answer, I guess. And so what year was it that you moved to Atlanta? That was April 2013 I got here. So were you, before then, were you writing with intentions to perform? Or were you just writing poetry just, just for yourself? Or, or what did it look like at that time? Yeah, I'm looking right now. Like, this is a, this whole room is, like, dedicated to all the other artists around here. So some of it is, like, things that I've done. But most of this room, if, if anybody saw it, is dedicated to all the other artists. So I was just looking at the flyer from um, the first show that I ever got paid to do, which was uh, at the Keswick Theater in uh, Glenside, Pennsylvania. So, um so that was like oh, so, so you were already performing before then, before uh, before you got to Atlanta. Yeah, but there wasn't much in South Jersey to do. So I had like maybe 40, 50 performances between like South Jersey and Philly. But it was kind of just it was kind of just read the paper in my mind and give a dry recital. I didn't really perform or anything until I came down here. You know what I'm saying? It's not that um, Jersey was so terrible and all that stuff. And it's not like Philly didn't have places. I was just too lazy and I wasn't paying $5 toll for the bridge. So I started. <laughs> so once I got down here, I'm sorry. I really am that cheap. But uh, once I got down here, that's when it really like kicked in the gear. Because somebody, somebody had to told me like, 
somebody had to tell me, they can give me one of these, like, right in my face, like, man, you ain't never going to do it. So that's what pushed me to start doing it. You know? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I feel like, uh, so what took you, so when did that switch come on? Like, okay, I need to start performing these, or, or when did you start developing the performance aspect of it? Um, it was after, after I had the book done, and it was a realization, and I'm like, yo, this is actually going to happen. I can't believe this. So once the book was, like, officially done, and like I said, this guy I used to work with, he kept asking me. He was like, yo, have you been out to whatever? How are people going to know you if you don't perform? Nah, I couldn't make it this time, man. I'm going to do it next time. All right, did you go? Nah, nah, I see what had happened. Um, all right, so I told you about that Lady V show. Did you go to it? Nah, see, and then, like, as I'm telling him, he just cut me off and was just like, man, whatever, you ain't doing nothing. So then I was like, all right, that, like, hit me right in the stomach, man. And then that's when I went to Urban Grind that coming Thursday. So that's what got me to start performing because of how much I sucked and somebody called me out on it. So that's what got me to perform. <laughs> so I'm hearing, so, it, <clears throat> excuse me, in your story already, man, I'm hearing, I'm hearing the ambition, I'm hearing the drive, I'm hearing, I'm hearing a level of, of you knowing yourself, a level of, a level of self-worth, if you will. But right. I know you also had and still kind of battle with depression. So, um, and like I said, I, I was watching the Milk interview and, and he was kind of perplexed, like, you're doing all this, how can you be depressed? <laughs> oh, Milk got the energy, I can't recreate that. But, yeah, um, yeah. but, but I find myself pondering the same question. You know, how did you, how were you in this mindset of like, of moving forward and continue to develop your art as a person, but still feeling depressed? Can you, uh, you mind talking about that a little bit? Absolutely, man. I, um, I'm never, I'm never afraid to tell my story because there might be somebody else that's going through it. So, you know what I'm saying? So if I can help somebody else, most definitely. But it's funny. I was just talking earlier today. We were just saying Robin Williams killed himself. And it's like, who would have expected it? You know what I'm saying? He's a comedian. He, he got, he's known the entire world. You know what I'm saying? So it, it doesn't matter what you have necessarily. It's just, mm -hmm. it all starts on the inside. So, you know, of all the things that I've done, all the performances, all the features, all the all the shows, whatever states I've gone to for this stuff, it's like, what does it mean for me today? You know what I'm saying? What is, uh, what am I going to, how am I going to take that on to the next moment? So I have like good memories and all that stuff, but, but I'm not sitting on top of the world. I'm not, uh, I'm not the, the, the superhero that I may need to be or whatever. So, um, to, to now finally directly answer your question, um, I can really do all these things and it doesn't necessarily change my heart. It's just, it's really just what keeps me going on, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for this whole poetry world, I really don't know where I would be. I don't know if I would be around. So, so um, <laughs> to what it actually does is it, it takes away all your energy it takes away all your positivity and your creativeness and it really puts you in a very dark place. So a lot of times I will sit there literally in the dark and, and I'm just like thinking to myself about how miserable everything is, you know, but then, but then I really need to think about how someone else definitely has it worse. And um, like my own family members, a lot of their health problems and two of them that have died now over the last four mm -hmm. years, 
you know, so it's it's always something worse. So, so the depression gets to me, but I tend to write about it though. So somebody else knows they're they're not alone in that. Um, there's two people from Florida, uh, Akila and Jimmy. I love both of you. They um, both of them told me in so many words that because I'm able to express what I go through, that really gives them something new to look at. And that helps them move on with what they were doing. So when I used to live in Florida, like they, they actually told me those things and that kept me going, you know, I was keeping them going and they kept me going. So you gotta have a support system, I guess. Absolutely, absolutely. So would you say, um, is the writing therapy for you? Most definitely, most definitely because I don't really talk to anybody, at least until this past year. Like, I never told anybody, like, any of my problems. It'll just be, I'll have a negative answer for you, but but I'm not really going to explain why my mind is wired that way until this year. So um, the writing of it lets me get it out. And my own family members and so many people that have known me my whole life are like, I had no idea. And I can't believe that's real. That's a good poem, but I hope that's not your real life. So it definitely is therapeutic. It definitely, when you put it out there, it, it is a, a relief of the burden and everything. So you're putting it out, especially when someone tells you that you have inspired them. And, you know, I, I take that more than that's a great poem. Uh, things will get better. You know, like I hear that and I'm like, all right, cool. But when someone tells me that I've helped them to brighten their day or something. I've helped them to move on. That's what I really live for. So that's what I write for. So it is still beautiful. Yeah. And and so yeah, so this is um you know and, and and knowing you and just seeing you move around, you know, you you would never think that, you know, so you never know what people are going through. But <clears throat> I know you did talk about when you were putting out your third book, I believe, the the one that's called A Hundred. Right. Um I remember when you were putting that out and you were promoting it. Uh, that was touching on your brother's death, I believe, yeah. if yeah. I have that correct. So, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. so I know that's like a you know pretty major event. So, how did that, how did that change your perspective as 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 an artist, or did it? No, definitely, it definitely did because since you happened to bring it up, that is it right here. So, <laughs> I just <laughs> you got to be prepared for these things. So, um, so yeah, that is me in the corduroy. My parents did that to me, not me. And then um, this is my brother. My brother Brian was three years older than me. He had this uh, heart condition. So it's basically like um, like an extra muscle grows around the heart, and if it works too hard, it just you know it just shuts off on you. So um, it definitely changed my writing because my first two books. My first two books, now that I look back on them, they're, they're good. The first one has a whole lot of typos because I didn't fully know what I was doing. The second one is good, but the third one is great, though. I'm not, not afraid to say that. I'll put it up there with, like, you know, whatever book because I had to do it differently because of him. And also, it was the first time that I, I wanted to do something that had, like, a, a structure, a theme to it. So... Like I said, he died from his heart condition. So there's like four chambers of the heart and they all play different functions. So there's four chapters or chambers in the book and they all do different functions. Like the first chamber of the heart is where the blood enters. So that is like the first chamber of the book is like the introductory bones. The next one, the next chamber of the heart, I won't go like the whole long story, but the last chamber of the heart is where the blood leaves the heart and goes out to the rest of the body. 
So the last chamber in the, or the last chapter in the book is where like those are the poems that you can take out to the world and, and give a message to somebody else. So I never really thought that deeply into these poems. It's kind of just, it kind of just comes to me and I write it down. Holy Spirit gives it to me, I write it down. This one, I wanted to make sure it was great because of who it was dedicated to. So it absolutely changed how I was writing. Hey man, that's a super dope concept. But uh, but Jay Frizz, tell me what. So what is it for you? Is it the, is it the writing? Is it the performing? Is it the DJing? What is it that? What's your favorite part about it all? It is not the performing because I am so stiff. Even still, man, it is not the performing part of it. I always wanted to just be a writer and then just let somebody else go ahead and do it. And I'm behind the scenes. I wanted to be the the, the Smokey Robinson or whoever. But um. Favorite part of all is favorite part of all is the DJing, I think, because I don't know. It's like I don't know. It's just I hit I I don't know. I control the room a whole different way when I'm DJing, I guess. Um, and I know you I know you're hip hop head too. <laughs> something like that. So that helps. You know, I know I know a few songs here and there. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, so let's uh but let's talk about that a little bit, man. How did you come from uh you know being a writer, putting out books, to DJ in every single poetry event that I attend <laughs> in Atlanta. This thing is to DJ in every event. Because, how, did that come, how did that come to be? Um, number one is because of Arcane Thought. He, um, he, he like told me exactly what I need to do. He gave me, he told me what platform I need to use. He gave me like 500 instrumentals, like, yo, just go ahead and take all these and you know what I'm saying? This is how you do it. This is what you need to do. Yada, yada, yada. So he's the one that, that gave me all that stuff. Where I started and got to practice and everything, and I got to really learn the craft was, um, you know, me and uh, Lady V and I used to do all the shows together. So Do You Lyric Lounge, Unleashed, all that stuff. I was the DJ for all those things. And that's where I really learned what I was doing. And people like G-Side, who I think is like just the best DJ, um, watching him and seeing what he does and seeing what transitions he makes, that taught me how to control the room. So because of Lady B and G-Side and that whole show, that's where I learned it. And then from there, I moved on to Journey's show. Um, Journey does the uh, second Thursday at Urban Grind. From her Give show. Therapy. Yes, most definitely. How did that draw a blank on that name? But uh, <laughs> I hope she... I think she's watching it. Um, yeah, so she's been in therapy. I always know that. Yeah, shout out to Jordan. I'm sorry. I'm rambling about nothing. So, um, so yeah, so from her show, that's where I got a whole different audience, a whole different perspective on what I was doing. From her show, um, a guy, Derek Stanford, came up to me and was like, yo, can you DJ my album release for me? So that got me expanded on this branch. And then... <laughs> what up though but uh and then like ken warner would come up to me during her show and the way he talks yo man you know what i'm saying man i got this uh <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying man you know what i'm saying i got it was a little bit longer than that but that's basically what he was saying i got this show jonesboro fresh smoothie cafe it had like a 70s vibe to it so i got to expand out there and i got to get my temptations and my james brown and all that you know so from journey's show everybody started coming up to me, asking me to do their show. So, so Arcane gave me everything and taught me how to do it. Lady V allowed, Lady V opened the door. Ken Warner, I'm, out, I'm sorry, Journey is who expanded me to everybody else. 
Got you. So was that already a seed? Like when you came to Atlanta, was that already a seed? Or were you DJing already uh, before you came to Atlanta? I always wanted to, but again, I was too lazy to actually get out and do it. So no, I always wanted to do that, but it's just never, it never happened for me though. Like I've always been studying all these songs and staying in the house with no life. So I had plenty of time to learn like everything I needed. And in fact, my, um, my first book, which is, that's the symbol back there. But my first book, it's like, it's called My Heart Through My Hands. And it's the hands with a heart that kind of like blends together. So I've always been a fan of the process of like blending two different things together. So mm. I've always wanted to be a DJ. And where that comes from, believe it or not, is Anniversary by Tony, 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 where one part, Rafael Sadiq, which I can't sing it, but... um. Like, you don't know, you can't really tell where his voice ends and the violin starts. And he's like, for you. And then, like, as his you is ending, the violin comes in. So it's like that kind of blend is what inspired me to come up with something like this for my book. And that's what makes me want to be a DJ, to, to get things that people never thought about and present it to them. And it's like, I can't believe you actually did that. And thus, it's going to inspire more creativity out of everybody else. So everything I do is really just to inspire everybody else to do something else new for them, you know? So was that a strategic move to to mainly DJs, like spoken word events, or is that how it just happened, just from the networking and just from the community? It it really just happened like that. I never I never saw myself doing anything more than poetry because I'm not like I ain't no I've never been no club hopper or nothing like that. You know, even when I was like twenty years old. The, the idea of leaving the house at 10 p.m. was just a nightmare to me. So I've never been like a club type of person or anything. So I never yeah. never saw myself DJing like nightclubs or or getting on like TV and stuff. It was just help out these poetry shows. That's really where it started. Now, it's expanded a little from there, but that's what it was all about. Though. Hey, that's dope, man. That's um, the idea of, of, of taking your gift or your skill and customizing it and tailoring it yeah. to a way that fits your life. So I hope y'all yeah. taking notes, kids. Everybody <laughs> watching this. That's a, that's dope, man. I love that concept. And so being a DJ, being a DJ at Spoken Word Events, you've heard a lot of freaking poems. So I feel, I feel like you are at liberty to answer this question. What, right. in your opinion, what separates the good poets from some of the best poets that we see out here? It's really just the confidence, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. I've heard I've heard a whole lot of poems that were okay, um, but yet they got like crazy crowd reactions just because of the delivery. It's mm -hmm. like, it's like the whoever it was, they went up there like, this is great. And I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna make you believe this is great as well. And that actually does work. I don't necessarily do it all the time, but uh, but yeah, that actually does work though somehow. So that I believe that's the main thing that separates the good from the great is the the confidence in what you're doing. Because if you don't believe what you're doing, then why am I believing it? You know. And it's like mm -hmm. one of my poems. I was like, um, no one can desire to be like you if even you're afraid to be who you are. So I've always believed that, and it's the confidence that people go up there with. Now, of course you should be putting in the time and the work and all that stuff. And that 
has to come across eventually, but I believe it's just the uh, you're not afraid of the crowd like Bernie Mac. You know, you ain't scared of nobody. So that's what really gets the people. Because if they're yeah. like, if they're like, oh, shoot, I can't, I better not look away, I'm going to be in trouble, you know? So a lot of people have that stage presence, and that's what it's all about, I believe. Absolutely. Hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, man, so you got the, I mean, you got the books, man. You got, I see you wearing your own hat. See you wearing your own T-shirts all the time. You got the DJing. The J Frizz brand, what does that stand for? And what do you want people to, how do you want it to impact people? Um, I just want, mainly, I want people to know that I was original and I'm different. Whether, whether I'm any good or not, whatever. But, but I'm definitely different, though. Don't ever call me a copy. So I always want to inspire the next person to do something brand new. You know, from from all the things that people have uh, have got to know me for, from like the shiny shoes, which I wish I had right now, but they're over there. The shiny shoes that I would wear was like different from everybody else. The um the changing clothes on stage that I've done a couple times was different from like any nonsense that anybody else was doing. And it's just the way that I DJ is different from all the other DJs. The way that a poet will say something. And I have like that song that nails what what their poem was about. It's different from everybody else. So I always want something to be different. I, I just don't want you to come out like, all right, the last 10 poets did a love poem. So you know what? Let me go through, let me go through the index. All right, I'm gonna hit you with a I'm gonna hit you with this love poem now. I'm gonna stick with the theme. Nah, like how about how about give me like some black power or something if everybody just did love poems? Because I remember True King told me. He, he pretty much, like, threatened my life on it, man. <laughs> I, was at, I was at Cash Cafe, and I was like, man, I should do this love poem or whatever. You better not do no love poem because everybody else did it. And I was like, all right, well. Um, you can't yeah, do so it after that. So, <laughs> so I stuck with the poem I planned on doing originally. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's yeah. important, man. Being the, um, man, I forgot the phrase I, I heard from Queen Sheba. It was like be the be the thermostat, not the not the temperature. Does that sound right? Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Meaning, you know, <laughs> set the set your own set your own temperature. Don't just conform to to everybody in the room. So so I feel that a hundred percent. And I, are you still rocking the shoes? I ain't seen the shoes in a minute. Cause I remember seeing your feature at Urban Grind and you had like five pair of shoes. You like I'm about to play <laughs> shoes all in performance. So it was yeah. crazy. But are you still rocking the shoes? Absolutely, man. Would it be awkward if I got up? It's like right there in the closet. Would it be awkward if I went to go get? No, them? no, no. It would all not right. be awkward at all. All right. So yeah, yeah. I definitely got them, man. They ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so just a uh, yeah, man. I know it's it's weird, but yeah. So one of them. This is probably my favorite ones that I go out with. So they got like different floral designs and everything, and both shoes are different. They have different prints. So whether it's gonna be something like that, or every once in a while I pull out like something sparkling like that. You know, Siobhan, uh, Siobhan Toom, she was named Sparkles, but you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, so just little things like that. So that's, uh, I still got them, definitely. Um, okay, just making sure you, you know, you be behind the DJ booth, so I don't always be able to get the feet. Get to peep the peep the sneaks, you know what I'm saying? So, 
just uh, just yeah. making sure you're still out here with the uh, <laughs> 1970s Gators. So, <laughs> so that's what's up, man. You know, that's what's up. You know how so many people ask if I'm the, if I'm from Detroit. So many people ask if I am I from Detroit because of the shoes that I wear. So I didn't know that was a thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh Jersey, yeah. You know, you know, Detroit yeah. ain't got nothing but old school players. So <laughs> <laughs> you know how that goes. But um, but, picky right now. <laughs> but, but yo, man, uh, DJ Fred, man, if you could, man, go uh, ahead and uh, talk about your books a little bit, uh, and let the people know where they can find those. All right, so the um, well, I'll just run through them real quick. My first one was My Heart Through My Hands, uh, that is still on Amazon, and the second one, Awakening the Dream, that came with the DVD, um, that is still Amazon, and plus, I can order that as well. I still have those. My latest one is called 100 on Amazon, and uh, it was Create Space at the time, but now it's Kindle Direct Publishing. But yeah, yeah um, and then also my first CD that I made is on there as well. So that's the Unseen Picture. So, um, but everything, uh, DJ underscore Frizz Beats on Instagram, um, that's like the main place to hit me up until I get this whole website thing going. But, um, but did you say you wanted me to talk about the book as well, or just where to find it? I missed it. I'm sorry. Oh, oh just just whatever uh, whatever you wanted to say about it. I just wanted to make sure you know people because I I mean like you mentioned earlier, you know whether whether we're good or not at what we do, you know that's that's yeah. you know to the people. But you got the work behind you. You know what I'm saying? To Absolutely. so you got your resume. So I just want to let the people know whoever's on here right now who they messing with. It's not just some guy who just started spoken word yesterday. We're talking to a three-time author right here. So whatever you want to say about the books, I just want to make sure you stunt and pop your shit and let you know you ain't just start yesterday. Absolutely. <laughs> That's bro. all I was looking for. Absolutely. That's three books, uh, three books, CD. Um, we do a lot of shows at coffee shops and everything, so I have my own coffee mugs. If you come to the shows, I'll probably throw you a Frisbee or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Um. I have multiple shirts. My heart through my hands is one shirt. Um, from the poem that I just did, uh, what's the point of real talk? I'll show you. So one of my shirts, what's the point of real talk when the life you talk isn't real? I got my DJ Frisbee shirts and a lot of other things. So it's been it's been many years in many different states that I've featured in. I've even DJed in a few different states. So. So now um, one of my favorite Ice T songs. I ain't new to this. So, so yeah, I've been around for a little while. But uh, DJ underscore Frisbeats is where I put everything for the most part. Jason Frisbee, F R I S B Y, not B E E, but F R I S B Y on Facebook. That is where I post everything that I'm doing. I'm constantly doing somebody's show. In fact, um, Saturday I got two different shows to do on the same day, so it's gonna be it's gonna be some experience. I don't do that too often, but I'm looking forward to it though. So early in the day is gonna be for Journey with her product line. Later in the day is gonna be Tina ATL, totally different vibes. So one is gonna be more grown woman, yeah, to totally different vibes. <laughs> the next one is gonna be erotic. So gotta hit the you gotta hit people from all different angles you know you're not gonna reach everybody with one subject so you gotta be you gotta have some versatility out here and that's uh that's definitely what I try to do so yeah so DJ underscore frisbeats and cash at dollar sign DJ frisbeats that is where 
That is where everybody can find me for anything. And DJ Frisbeats at Gmail. In case anybody would like to hire me for anything else, I guarantee it'll be a totally different experience. If if I'm DJing, it, I may be better or worse, but it's definitely going to be a different experience from anybody else that DJs for you. That is uh, 100% guaranteed, and I won't let you down. So, you know. And I'll, I'll vouch for that. I would definitely vouch for that. Um, so, so Jack Frizz, man, one last question. If there's one, if there's one message that you want people to get from, from all of your books, from all of your poems, even from your expression as a DJ and, and as a, um, and as a creator of clothing, if there's one message that you want people to get from all your work, what would that one message be? One message. Goodness, I don't have short answers. All right. Um, <laughs> or, or, or it can be a few. Or it can be a few. Right, Just uh, what you want people when when they whenever they get a book or whatever. What do you want them walking away with? Understand that, um, of all of all the like billions and billions of people that have come across, man. You know what I'm saying? You are one of all the people and no one else has been like you. No one else is going to be like you. So definitely, you know what? I'm, I'm looking at this. Someone is not aiming at me right now. That is, uh, <laughs> that is the light that I have in this room. That's I good to know. That's good to know. We don't need Jake first to go out like that. We need <laughs> it's, it's a poetry show is coming up, bro. We don't need you. Oh, uh, that is, I don't know if you can see it on the, on the camera, but that's this light that's in this room. That's not, all right, all right. I can't be serious, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all um, good. But yes, definitely be original, man, because we already have a lot of in the way people, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And it's like, everyone has already done this path, but I need this one though. You know, and I was just um I was just talking to somebody the other day about Robert Kennedy's quote about uh people see things the way they are and ask why is it that way. It's not the exact quote, but people see things and wonder why they are the way they are. And I see it like why can't it be pretty much. So definitely um definitely be original and create your own path, man, because they're there's always something new in this world. This world has been around for however many years, but there's always something new that you can be doing out here. And, you know, how are you going to be remembered if you fall right in line with the last 15 people? Mm. So it's like, I'm not going to remember number 11 out of 15, most likely, but I will remember that one out of one. And everything I do is to be creative and to be original. And a lot of my creativity comes from everybody else that's around, you know? I had to learn a whole lot of things. Like, Lady V taught me, like, everything from when I first got down here. Um, Journey has taught me everything. Mr. Fun has taught me everything. Your sis has taught me everything. Arcane has taught me everything. So it's like, all these people, infrared, and all these people have, like, put so much into me, and now I'm able to give it out to somebody else. So I guess be original, and then teach the next person to be original. That is a very long-winded answer to what you asked. Got you. Jason Frisbee, Jay Frizz, <laughs> DJ Frizzbeats. I appreciate you bringing all those personalities to this platform, to the interview. Man, I just want to let you know, I mean, you know, whenever, uh, whenever we come on here, I want to make sure, you know, we're giving people flowers while they're here. I know, uh, you know, sometimes 
you know, we don't always do that. We don't have a lot of long form uh, platforms for for poets and stuff to speak uh, speak freely. So I just want to make sure, man. I mean, at least for me, for what it's worth, you are you've become a staple in the spoken word community. At a lot of these events, man, people are expecting to see you behind that DJ booth. Uh, yes. You've done a, you've done a lot to push the push the community forward with your books, man, and, and with your poems. And I just want to let you know, man. For me, we all appreciate it. We all appreciate you and uh, and what you do with the energy and in every room you come into. So thank you, brother. I most certainly do appreciate the opportunity, man. Because there's been so many nights I have just sucked or whatever, and people didn't kick me off, man. So I am definitely appreciative of nah, everybody man, you, else. You passed that, man. You can, you can get on stage <laughs> or whatever at this point, and you're good to go. You, uh, you solidified. You solidified out here. So, uh, without, so DJ, without all of y'all, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. I was just saying, uh, you got any final words for the people? Without... Without you and Milk and uh, She Bars and everybody else that's giving me shows, man, I would be sitting at home talking to myself or DJing in my own room. So everything I do is because of y'all and it's for y'all. So, you know, I, I do whatever I can for the poetry community because it has really kept me going. You know what I'm saying? It has really kept my heart beating. So I'm here to provide the atmosphere for everybody else because y'all have given me everything, you know? So definitely, man. I appreciate all of y'all for what y'all are doing. Hey, man. I feel like appreciate y'all. Easy doing. Hey, man. We appreciate yeah. you, man. Uh, so yeah, man. But that's all I got, man. So Jay Frizz, DJ Frizz Beats. I appreciate you, brother. Always to you, man, and everybody out there. Appreciate y'all. Much love, man. Peace. I'll see you soon. Uh, of course, of course.